Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 240 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate each and every one of you spending a little part of your day with me for the latest dose of proven practical tips and advice for growing a successful membership. I've got a fantastic episode lined up for you today. I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Gavin Bell. Now, Gavin is a multi-award winning entrepreneur, speaker, podcast host, and director of possibly my favoritely named company that I've come across uh, this year at least, um, a company called Fat Pony, which is a great name and is also a Facebook advertising agency that works with brands around the world. Gavin helps these brands to utilize Facebook in a way that not only builds their audience, but also turns that attention into revenue via Facebook advertising. He's been featured on a whole host of sites like the Huffington Post, Entrepreneur on Fire, Social Media Examiner, but his biggest honor is right here today when he joins me on the Membership Guys podcast. Now, I've known Gav for quite a long time, a number of years now, and I've had the privilege of working with him, not only with some of our past clients when we were running an agency, where we would bring Gav in to actually help manage some of the more advanced sides of their Facebook advertising campaigns, but also with ourselves for the Membership Guys and for Membership Academy. Gav was the person we turned to when we wanted a consultant who really knew their onions when it comes to Facebook ads. So, I'm very, very pleased to have Gav on the show today. He's a member of Membership Academy. He's also contributed a fantastic workshop to the Academy in which he breaks down three Facebook ad funnels for membership site owners. So if you're an Academy member, you're going to want to check that workshop out after you've listened to this interview. But for now, we're going to switch over to my conversation with Gavin Bell about Facebook advertising for membership site owners. Gavin Bell, welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk Facebook ads with you because it's an area in which uh, we've always kind of, for the longest time, done our own stuff and done our own thing. And then we work together in in helping to refine the membership guys, Facebook ads uh, strategy. And I think from working with you, it kind of made me realize maybe I don't know as much about Facebook ads as I thought I did. Um, and certainly it's it's an area that seems to have evolved and and changed a lot in uh, like over the years. And so I'm really excited to dig into this and to to kind of pick your brains. This is the benefit of being an interviewer. I get to kind of get a little bit of <clears throat> free coaching. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. I'm excited. Well, the the first question I've got really, um, and this this might be starting things on, on the wrong tone for you. I don't want to put you on the defensive, but with the, I suppose, the type of publicity that Facebook have been getting and what could be um, seen as growing distrust in Facebook, coupled with rising ad costs and all that sort of stuff, are Facebook ads past their best, or is it still an area that um, people can get a lot of traction? Yeah, that's first and foremost. That's a great question because I think it's uh, it's something you know it's something that my mum always asks me, <laughs> and maybe not maybe not so like nicely worded as you put it there, but she's like, Gav, what are you going to do when Facebook isn't around? Um, 
And I think it's a great question because, like, you know, every it's almost every day somebody's saying, well, I've deleted Facebook. I don't like Facebook. Um, so when I, when you ask the question, are they past their best? I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say so. In fact, I think that, I mean, if you just think of Facebook, I mean, they own Instagram and, I'm, and WhatsApp, which I'm sure will bring out advertising shortly. Um, and for me and for every business owner, I, I need to say that, Instead of looking at, you know, the headlines and what their friends and family are doing with deleting Facebook, et cetera, what we really need to look at is, you know, the, the actual numbers behind um, what's going on. So first and foremost, you know, if we look at Facebook as a platform, it's still growing. Uh, and if we look at the, um, the advertising side of things, we're still able to get significant profit from running Facebook ads. So I think sometimes business owners get too caught up in, uh, you know, their almost their personal opinion of a platform. You know, mm. like, I'm not using Facebook anymore, or my mom or dad is not using Facebook. My friends aren't using Facebook anymore. When they should actually be looking at it is is this an op- is does Facebook pose an opportunity for me or not? In which it still does, and and Instagram certainly does, and uh, I'm sure they will be bringing out many more things in in the future as well. So, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong, ad costs are rising, but what, what that essentially means is we just need to work harder and be better advertisers and better marketers to make it work for us. But it's um, still definitely a great platform and a platform that can can bring a lot of success for people. Yeah, and I think, you know, what you say there about not letting what your mum's doing and, you know, your friends who are rage quitting Facebook, I, I suppose unless those people are your target audience, like unless, unless your business is the one that is specifically targeting your mum and a million other mums just like her who are quitting Facebook, then those are opinions that you you kind of almost have to set aside and and yeah, like take the emotion out of it. Totally. Uh, and it's kind of it's kind of funny because people will go onto Instagram and be like, I hate Facebook. I am <laughs> deleting Facebook. And then they'll WhatsApp message their WhatsApp group and go, I hate Facebook. We should all delete Facebook. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when yeah when people yeah they'll they'll send emails decrying um, you know big corporations and stuff and then the bottom is sent from my iPhone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about strategy. I'm going to ask you the sort of question that I personally hate getting asked because it's a difficult one to answer. In terms of a boilerplate approach to Facebook advertising, like a, a general generic should be effective to a certain degree for the average person is there such a, a thing is there such a thing as kind of a, a a safe boilerplate approach strategy for facebook advertising and if so what does that look like yeah absolutely well i mean there is which actually is i mean it's going to vary from every industry and business obviously but if you want to succeed on Facebook, the, the simplest thing you can do actually isn't anything to do with Facebook ads, really. It's to do with content marketing, which you and Callie are obviously excellent at. Um, and if if we, you know, the thing is with Facebook and Facebook ads are, are really just a tactic that we can use to get a message in front of somebody. And so what we need to do is look a little bit deeper. And if we start to 
do what you guys do in creating content, specifically video content, ideally from a Facebook ads perspective, but it doesn't really matter. And if we can start to build an audience through our content, so people watching our videos or building the number of people coming onto our website or getting more and more people coming onto our email list, then we can use Facebook ads to, first of all, distribute that content out to people that we think might be interested in what we do. So, for example, someone that you that you know as well, and we work with Scott Devine from Scott mm-hmm. Space Lessons. He's a fantastic content creator, creates video content that teaches people how to play the bass guitar. We then promote that content out to people on Facebook, you know, people that have an interest in bass guitar, people that have shown some sort of interest in, in learning to play the bass, which is great, which means we're able to build audience, we're able to build brand awareness, and it doesn't cost us very much either because all we're doing there is providing people with free, valuable content. Now, everyone can do that. Everyone can create video content or blog articles or podcasts that teach people how to do certain things and solve certain problems in their industry. So that's the first part because it's great at getting views, it's great at getting people onto the website, but if they're not buying from us, then it still doesn't, it's still not um, beneficial to us. Yeah, and, and in that sense, you're using your Facebook ads to amplify things that you are creating for other marketing purposes in terms of that content. Absolutely. So we use the kind of first stage is to amplify the content that should hopefully already be doing well organically. And then what we can do is use what's called Facebook retargeting. So we can retarget anybody that has been on our website. We can retarget people that have been on that are on our mailing list. We can retarget people that have engaged with us on Instagram, watched our videos, et cetera, et cetera. What that allows us to do is make an offer to somebody that has already shown some sort of interest in what we do and already knows who we are. So the biggest problem that and the biggest mistake that businesses will make on Facebook is they will try and run ads to people that don't know who they are trying to sell them something. Mm. It doesn't work because you wouldn't buy from a stranger that came up to you on the street trying to sell you something. So what we can do is if we provide this content, we amplify that out to people, we start to build an audience of people that know who we are and have shown an interest, and then we can use retargeting to then say to the people that have watched the videos, you know, in Scott's case, we say, you've watched a video on how to uh, do a bass guitar song. Now, are you interested in learning a little bit more? Now, by the time that somebody gets that ad, they should hopefully know who Scott is because they've watched his video. Mm. And like I say, we already know that they're interested in learning to play the bass. Otherwise, they wouldn't have watched that video. So everybody can use this kind of simple two-stage approach, which is create content and then use Facebook to retarget the people that have viewed that content to bring them further into their funnel and to, to hopefully get them to then take an action with them, whether that's maybe signing up to a consultation, joining the mailing list, signing up to a free trial for, for a membership, whatever that may be for different businesses, it's going to be uh, different offers, obviously. And, and that strategy, I mean, you could set it up, you could create your content, you could maybe use Facebook ads to boost out for a pound a day, and then you can retarget people for a pound a day if you wanted to. So yeah, there's a kind of two pound a day budget ad strategy for you there. And so with that, I think the the, the great thing you hit on there, um, and I think the crux of what you're talking about is utilizing different Facebook ads for different stages of that relationship with a potential member or someone who's potentially interested in 
your lead magnet, your membership, your event, whatever it is you're selling, rather than trying to get someone from from A to Z with one single silver bullet ad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like when when we're when we're selling a membership, it's ve- it's very very difficult to get somebody to go from not knowing who you are to spending 49 a month, 97 a month, whatever it may be. It doesn't actually really matter how much it is because we're still asking a stranger to take their card out and spend money with someone they don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so we need to go a step further and start to build that relationship. And that's why Facebook's so powerful is because we can build a relationship with somebody all within that platform using content and advertising. Yeah, and the alternative is, of course, if you know, there will always be people who where all they need in order to join a membership is awareness. Um, And they will go from discovering you to signing up right away. But then I suppose the the problem that you see there, and this isn't just with Facebook ads, but with all marketing, um, the problem there is if someone's relationship building with you is starting during their first paid month, then it's it's not quite as solid a ground to build a long-term member relationship on as it would be had they consumed some of your content beforehand and got to know you a little bit before they sign up. So I think with so many people just want to get that instant sale, particularly with memberships, that's not always the best thing. Mm. Absolutely. And also, I mean, if if you try it and run the ads you, you'll typically find that you're not able to sign those people up profitably. So yeah. you might end up spending something like £120, $120 to get a sign up. That's, and so you're going to have to wait till month three, month four for that person to, to actually become profitable. So normally the numbers don't work out for people. Um, you know, I mean, even um, with Scott and, and with me, when we're running ads, offering a free trial, it's still very difficult to get people in on a free trial uh, without doing the relationship building first. And as you say, you are going to pick up those people that just need to see that ad to know it's, it's available. Yeah. But you're missing out on the 80% of people that do need that relationship building. Yeah. And if, you know, if, if your ad costs and your cost of acquisition is so high and it's all in Facebook ads, then you're going to be so exposed to even just the slightest change in in ad cost. So if you if you're in a place where it's costing you thirty dollars or forty dollars or fifty dollars to to get that new member signed up because you're just running ads that are uh, that are sales ads, then even just a small percentage increase in in your Facebook ads costs that could like that could cause some serious problems for your business, right? Yeah, hundred percent, and it, it's the reason that we've got so many gurus in the space that have courses for one nine nine seven plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because they need to charge that amount of money to make the money back from their advertising spend. Yeah. Uh, and for for us membership owners, where um, you know we're maybe charging forty nine, maybe lower, you know, in, in that kind of rough mark per month, it's it's much harder for us to make the numbers work on Facebook if we're going for that kind of cold approach, which is why we need to go further. Yeah, so actually, let's stay with the numbers. Let's talk about budgeting. Um, I think it's it's fair to say that those halcyon days of 10-cent clicks and you know 50-cent leads are probably no longer the norm. Um, I, I, I remember maybe one week where I got returns like that 
many many years ago um I, it is fair to say that's that's not where people's expectations um should be but what sort of budget should someone have if they're looking to start moving the needle start getting results what kind of returns can people expect and how much or not necessarily a dollar value but maybe a percentage or ratio what would you advise people in terms of budget when using ads to promote a membership yeah well the first thing that we need to do is to know the business numbers first before we start looking at the facebook numbers so Mm. do we know things like the lifetime value of a member do we understand um, if you operate for example on a free trial basis how many trials do you need to get a member in etc so we need to know these numbers first because uh, when it comes to running a proper facebook ad campaign as opposed to you know just randomly boosting posts here and there is we want to set it up in a way that is going to run hopefully forever and, and we need to know how much can we spend to you know acquire a member how much can we spend to acquire a lead and what we what we kind of need to do actually mike is to work backwards so it's Unfortunately, it's virtually impossible for me to say uh, everyone should be spending £30 a month or £100 a month, £2,000 a month, uh, because the reality is every business is different and every location is different, etc. So what I suggest people do is, first of all, understand the numbers, know the numbers that they have, which gives us the goals from a Facebook perspective on how much can we spend. So if if we know that the lifetime value of a member is... A thousand dollars, and for whatever reason, we need to sign members up for uh, under a hundred dollars. So we've got a goal there. We know yeah. that we need to be able to sign people up for under a hundred dollars ad spend. So what I suggest we then do is we kind of put a finger in there, and we say, right, we're going to dedicate a thousand pounds, a hundred pounds, five hundred pounds, whatever it may be, to advertising over the next three months. And the plan is for then to set up the advertising ensuring of course all of our tracking and things are set up so that we can run the ads see what data we get back and if after a month we see right it's actually costing us you know two hundred dollars to sign somebody up or we've not even had anyone sign up at least we've got the data there to then Mm -hmm. go back and say right what what's not working here is it people aren't clicking on the ad is it people aren't signing up for our thing is it people aren't showing up to our webinar whatever it may be on the plus side if we are getting people signing up let's say it's costing us 50 dollars to get a member to sign up then we can say well actually let's increase the budget and just continue to increase that budget if we can manage to keep that price at 50 dollars, because then we've got a scalable system going on so it's it's about not necessarily picking a budget. It's about putting a finger in the air to get the data and to get the numbers for our specific business. Because where you are in the world makes a difference. The people you're targeting makes a difference. How long your ad account has been active makes a difference. There's so yeah. many elements that go into it. So we pick a number, we run the ads, we see what sort of data we get back. And that's when we can start looking at budget to say, this isn't really working, so let's let's cut it back and f- try to figure out why. Or this is working, so let's increase it until we can. Um, well, let's increase it as much as we can. Yeah, and I think you know what that that's just it's reinforcing um, what what we were talking about earlier about recognizing that Facebook ads are a part of the larger puzzle. 
And it's not just something that you just throw some money at uh, without understanding the numbers and the maths um, in it. And a drum that we're constantly banging is the importance of knowing your numbers within your membership for so many reasons. But you know, for sitting there trying to figure out how much you spend on ads, you can't do that without without knowing, as as you were saying, what's the lifetime value? How much can we spend in the context of those numbers? And I think, unfortunately. For me, looking at, at the type of advice that's out there about Facebook ads, some of the people who are out there positioning themselves as gurus in this field, there doesn't seem to be as much that encourages you to actually look at that bigger picture of where Facebook ads might fit in your strategy. Mm-hmm. As much content on that as there is on, you know, hey, well, if you if you put a red border around your image, then you'll get more clicks. Yeah. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if we look at the numbers, and this this example isn't a membership example, but I've, I'm just off a phone call uh, earlier with somebody who was telling me that the the value of a customer, a minimum, the minimum value of a customer for that business is worth twenty thousand pounds. Wow. Now, the cost per lead that that they can afford is hundreds of pounds. Yeah, but. The cost per lead for a membership site is is not going to be anywhere near that. So every business is different. Every membership is different based on how long people stay, what's the churn, what's how much are we charging per month, are we annual, are we monthly? All these numbers are the fundamental part. And as you say, Facebook then can feed into that as opposed to Facebook and Facebook ads being the kind of number one driver of that business. We need to have those fundamental things in place first. Yeah, love that. Now, obviously, you run your own membership. Um, we've worked together. Um, you work with Scott from Scott's Base Lessons uh, and a bunch of other people running membership businesses, subscription businesses. Is there anything in particular that you see that's working especially well for online memberships, or is it is it kind of much of a muchness? Well, one one thing that yeah, I'm finding works really well, uh, and this is going to be obviously depend. I hate that yes. word, but um, this is the thing. I I always have the thing. You're a bit like me, where you want to you want to run through a list of disclaimers. Yes. <laughs> it's like it depends on a million different factors and this and that and the other. But I yeah, just try make, and not use that word. Yeah, it depends, but it just sometimes comes out. It does. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it does depend. Um, but the. <laughs> When, when it comes to Facebook ads, you really want to be thinking about from an offer perspective. So the offer that we put out there, what's the, the minimum commitment that we can ask somebody for? So, you know, to give an example of that, we've got, let's say we've got an annual membership and then we have a monthly membership. The monthly is obviously less commitment than the annual. So that makes it slightly easier. And we're all, I'm always trying to break that down into the, the easiest, less the most little commitment thing we can possibly ask for. So something I'm finding uh, works really well for me is uh, a free trial. So I've now got a seven-day free trial. So I did test when I first launched the membership, a $1 trial. Then I uh, moved to a free trial. And I found that the free trial is an easier sell Mm -hmm. um, from a Facebook ad. Kind of makes sense. Uh, Scott also has the the free trial. The yeah. thing there that you need to then be careful is uh, you need to have a rock solid system on being able to keep those people once they've uh, signed up to the trial. But again, that kind of takes us away from Facebook and more into a, a business perspective. Mm. So 
in general things that I, I would it's maybe not a, a thing or a tactic I don't want to necessarily say everyone should go and, and start a free trial but I would be the kind of advice I'd give here would be think about what is the lowest commitment offer you can make somebody to get them into your world maybe it's a, a free course from the trial uh, from the membership maybe it's a, a challenge that you set up as a, as a lead magnet which kind of has some of the content from your membership inside think of different ways different hooks that you can use that are super low commitment but get people in the door to kind of build that relationship even further to build that trust further so you can then get them signed up to your your paid paid program yeah so it's almost like recognizing that even with this kind of multi-stage approach to the advertising that someone clicking through for an ad might still be a little colder as a as a lead than someone coming from another another um, source and therefore just trying to find ways of lowering, lowering the barrier to entry for those people, whether it's a yeah. trial, whether it's whether it's pushing the monthly over the annual or what have you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even just from, uh, I think I think the reason that the free angle works really well is because when you're writing your ads and you're you know creating your video content and you've got the call to action there, as you can say, you know, here's a here's a video on. Uh, why LinkedIn is so important. Mm. If you'd like to find out all the tactics, you can get them for free here. Yeah, And it's just a really nice, easy uh, kind of step into the next part of the, the membership where it's slightly harder if you say, here's why LinkedIn is so important. You can get how to do it inside our membership for yeah. you know, 50 quid a month. I've got a vague recollection of there being um, an issue years back with with promoting some a, a freebie a free trial a free offer in in terms of facebook terms of conditions and the wording that you used and certain things that had to be on the landing page am i am i misremembering this or is there is there particular care and attention has to go into making sure you're not misrepresenting or that people understand there's obviously there's there's the recurring billing element within the ad or uh, the facebook not paying as much attention to that specific thing yeah i mean i've never had any issues with that to be honest i think if you if you are one one thing it is clear is is facebook do not just you know when they're reviewing your ads they don't just look at the ads they also look at the landing page and the page that you're yeah. sending people to as well so as long as you've got you know your term linked to the terms and conditions there the link to the uh, privacy policy there you've got I mean, this is just standard stuff. But you've, like, if you if you're taking people's card details for a free trial, uh, and they're getting billed after seven days, fourteen days, make that clear. Don't yeah. Uh, don't and, that, and that's free. yeah, and that should be that's best practice anyway. Yeah. But even more so if you if you're using Facebook ads, that's another reason of many reasons to make sure that you're not you know that you're actually all spelling this information out yeah um, and it kind of yeah. goes back to a point that you made earlier about you know slight as ad cost changes can have a massive impact on a business if you're reliant on it like mm. if i've seen so many businesses that have you know, been reliant on facebook ad spend and then facebook switches their ad account off because they've you know annoyed facebook gone against one of their policies and you know they're they're screwed yeah absolutely screwed and so just always make sure like you say best practice but even more so when you're using tools like facebook ads or google ads whatever to bring people in is make sure that you're aware of what their policies are and you're sticking to those 
Yeah, in, in terms of actually staying on the right side of, of Facebook, is are there any common mistakes that you see people making with their ads that lead to their accounts being being cancelled or suspended or their um, their ads costing more or having their reach limited? What what kind of like amateur rookie mistakes do you see people making in that area? Pro- probably the biggest one, uh, and this is probably the arguably the most relevant one to membership owners is Facebook don't allow you to make what they class as unrealistic claims. Mm. So whether you're in the health space, let's say you're a personal trainer and you've got a membership on, on how to help people lose fat. Um, you might have had 30 clients that you've been able to drop 50% of their weight. I don't know, making something up. And that's a legit claim that you've done. You've got the proof, you've got the testimonials, all of that great stuff. If you put that into your ad copy, uh, and depends on how you word it, but if you, if you word it in a way that Facebook deems an unrealistic claim, even though it's true, they will still disapprove that ad if it gets caught. So when we are, you know, membership owners and we're selling typically an end result we just have to be careful how we word that that arguably the easiest way to get around it is to what i say is just lead with an educational slant and Mm -hmm. to not um call people out based on their own personal traits so don't say things like are you looking to lose weight yeah word it as find out how others are losing weight um, and when you kind of go down the educational slant, and, and this goes again, this goes back to you know content strategy stuff, which is if you're basing all of your comms on what do the consumers want, what do my potential members want, not do what do I want to happen. Mm-hmm. Typically, you'll always be on the right side of the policies. It's when we kind of let our own uh, wants and desires get ahead of what's best for the actual consumer which is when Facebook tends to to not enjoy what we're doing, which is quite right um, yeah. from their point of view. Yeah, because obviously, you know, with the unrealistic claims, that's that's covering their own back, right? That's, that's to avoid them being sued because your advert on their platform said that they take this one pill or join this membership, they're going to, you know, shed £100 or whatever. That's that's covering themselves from, from action, right? Yeah, and, and you know, they're getting stricter with it as well. Mm. So I had an ad or various ads disapproved a couple of weeks ago because in the ad copy, I said, uh, P.S., this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's, it's going to require <laughs> lots of hard work, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, and they disapproved it because it had the wording, get-rich-quick. Wow. And then So I, I requested a review on it. Uh, so somebody, an actual human to look at it, and they were like, no, sorry, because you've got the wording in there. We can't allow it. So they're getting super, super strict. And, you know, we've had we've had clients where, whose ad accounts have been shut down over the last couple of months for no reason. Uh, and then it takes us a couple of days. We go to Facebook. We say, can you please get this approved again? Because there's nothing wrong. And they prove it. And they're like, sorry, we, we made a mistake. Yeah. So. Over the last few months, like specifically probably the last three, four, five months, they've been getting even stricter on all of their policies for, from you know ad account violations to uh, ad copy violations. So we just have to be, be careful, which kind of goes back to something I said at the very start, which is it's getting harder, which means yeah. we need to work harder. We need to be better. And yeah, this is why it's good to actually work with someone who you know knows how to 
challenge those things and to actually get in touch with Facebook because that in and of itself can be can be a bit of an impossible task like actually reaching a human at Facebook oh wow, it's challenging and you know they they don't it's bad but you know certain people will have uh, access to Facebook support certain people won't and it's typically based on how much you're spending yeah on ads which is kind of um, annoying for me so when We've got members in the Facebook group that are having issues with Facebook, which aren't, which are actual Facebook problems. You know, things aren't working in Facebook, but because they're not spending enough money on their ads, they're not getting access to Facebook support to get that fixed. Um, whereas, you know, when I go and chat to Facebook, then we've got access to the support when we need, but I can't use my support to help all the members. So it's, it's, it's challenging and annoying. Um, which is why like it's it's even more important to just stay on the right side because if you aren't spending a huge amount on of money on Facebook ads and you do have a problem, like you say, getting to speak to someone to sort the problem is is gonna be pretty challenging. Yeah, without doubt. Um I just want to switch gears a little bit. So um in uh, just as an example, if you had someone who is starting a membership but they're literally starting from zero in terms of they have no audience. They have no following, but you know they feel they've got a big idea and they they want to move quick on it. Can they or should they use Facebook ads to to get that momentum? Can they get enough momentum just starting from from square one? Or do you generally recommend that actually there's some other pieces of the puzzle and some other uh, foundational elements they need to to build before they even start considering facebook ads outside of what we're talking about before creating a video and stuff like that yeah i if somebody's starting from absolute scratch with no audience if i'm honest i would probably say there's more important things to focus on than spending money on facebook because um the smaller the audience you have the less traction that you have the more money and time you're going to have to spend to get it to work for you and when you're first starting a membership it's going to be a pretty chat like you don't have that time and money yeah. to, to focus on getting one small part of your overall strategy sorted now if you want to maybe you've got the budget or the time to do it if you want to use facebook ads to you know get more uh, views on your content great if you want to build your mailing list with a, a free guide or a challenge then great but i think um, if you're looking to if, you, if, you, if you're in a position where you're first starting out and you need to see an immediate return on investment from the money that you spend on your ads, then I think you've probably got more important things to spend your time on than Facebook. But like I say, there's that caveats there of if you've got the budget and you want to, to boost the audience building activity that you're doing, then yeah, great. Facebook might be a good way to, to do that. But as a, as a, getting actual members in the door quickly then i think there's there's better ways to do it good i totally agree but it's always good to be able to now say to someone hey the expert (laughs) said this as well so you know not just me um one thing i'd be interested in your take on is it's it seemed like over the years the types of ads that you can run are just becoming more and more diverse. And obviously that's going to, to continue, I'd imagine as fit, well, as Facebook's involvement in Instagram 
grows, but I think, you know, it's it's one and the same now. But with the acquisition of the likes of WhatsApp and whatever other acquisitions it might make, you've got the email lead ads, you've got obviously Instagram story ads, Facebook story ads, messenger ads, um, live video. I, I recall there being a time not so long ago where everyone was like, yeah, just spend all this money to boost your live videos. All these different type of, types of ads, options that are available. Um, how much value is there in all these different formats and all these different options? Is it very much dependent on what you're selling or are you still personally a fan of the, the newsfeed ad or the sidebar ad, you know, the, the standard stuff? Yeah. I mean, as a, as a quick answer, the standard stuff, to be honest, I mean, the reason that Facebook bring out all these different placements and ad types is because they're actually running out of room Mm. of places to run ads which means ad costs run up and that's a problem for them. So they need to continue to bring out all of these different new um, placements. And what's quite funny is uh, people listening probably experience this is Facebook have what they call their marketing experts that phone you up and tell you that they're going to give you free advice on how to run your Facebook ads. What they actually do is tell you, uh, I think that you're going to really benefit from using Facebook lead ads right now. and all they're trying to do is just sell you on running ads to a specific placement where they don't have many people running ads. Yeah. Um, so I'm very much uh, like the, the campaigns that I might use in, in terms of placements. So do we run it on Instagram, mobile, desktop? We're actually moving. We used to always change it and edit it to be, you know, newsfeed, mobile newsfeed. Now we just tend to leave it as automatic. Because we find that Facebook is getting better at only running your ads where it thinks it's going to get the best results. With a caveat of after maybe a couple of days or a couple of weeks, we'll look at where are the results actually coming from and are Facebook spending money, you know, maybe they're spending lots of money on Instagram, but we're not actually getting any sales there. Then we can turn it off. But with the different ad types, I only really focus on um, conversions if we're trying to drive an actual action. They're always better than uh, lead ads, which is one of the new new types of ad or relatively new. Uh, traffic, if we're trying to get people to our website to read a blog post. And uh, video views or engagement, if we're trying to get people to consume our video content and engage with it. Those are really the only three um, ad objectives that you really need to focus on because they work and all these other ones. You know, they might work in the future, but currently... There's no benefit to using any of the kind of more u- new, unique ones that they're that they're trying to sell us on. Yeah, because you're you're almost just doing some almost testing for Facebook on it. Like, like it's exper- paying Facebook for you to just I don't know play with their new features so they can go and say, hey, we've got advertisers advertising on you know, Instagram stories and what have you. Although I'm saying all this, like actually probably the most the the most frequent times where I buy literally direct from an ad or Instagram ads, uh, I'm I'm so susceptible to Instagram feed ads. It's That's so interesting. It's a problem. It's a major <laughs> problem. I think it's they've got their targeting really really well honed because it's always really nerdy, um, like toys and geeky accessories and stuff like that. But I must buy something from a Instagram ad at least once a week. It's Brian. it's embarrassing how much of a mark I am <laughs> for for anyone who's got like generic Star Wars branded crap to sell on Instagram. I am your target audience. Anyway. Take note, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <else thing. laughs> 
All right, so um, for for anyone listening who has maybe never even so much as clicked on the the boost post button and they're thinking about dipping their toes in the water with Facebook ads, um, certainly a a lot of people we have kind of in our community who are maybe thinking about trying them, they're they're perhaps a little worried, a little little risk-averse if they're seeing all the headlines about ad costs going up and so on. What can they do to... To, to most effectively test the water, predict whether an ad will work. I know I see some people saying set up you know 10 different variations, put a few dollars in each, leave them for a week and see which one wins and that's the what that's the horse you back. Is that good advice? How do you how do you gauge success? How do you predict it? How do you how do you get started if if this is entirely new to you? Yeah, I mean in a way it's good advice, but in a way it's not good advice. In, in the way that if we want a face, the best Facebook ad campaign that we could create would be one where we have lots of different variables. So lots of different ads running, different copy being tested, different audiences being tested to see which variations are working for us and giving us the lowest costs. But at the same time, somebody that's just starting with their Facebook ads, in my experience, isn't going to have the knowledge or the time to, or the patience Mm. to set up a campaign like that yeah. uh, and so uh, you, so although it's good advice what, what I would suggest you do is, is start with something very basic uh, and very small something that you aren't spending much money on you don't have to spend a huge amount of time to manage so you can get an idea of how the platform works and then start to build out your campaigns from there. Something that you might want to try doing, for example, is if you have a a free guide or some sort of lead magnet, something that you offer for free in return for an email address, is set up a campaign, maybe a pound, a two pound, a three pound, five pound, whatever, a day, just for that one thing. Mm. And just see how it works. Get get used to um, testing different audiences. Get used to... Um, trying different copy, trying different images, trying videos, seeing what works there. And from there, then you can start introducing things such as retargeting ads. So retargeting people that have been on your website and try and push them towards uh, that free guide. Then we can start looking at more complex retargeting, such as uh, something I know you guys do is if somebody has uh, added product to a cart or has started the sign-up process but hasn't finished it, retargeting them with a very Mm -hmm. specific message. So as much as I'd love to say, yeah, we can set up this big campaign where we're doing all this stuff. I know it's that's not manageable for most people. So I would say start with a small campaign um, on my site and, and on my YouTube channel. I've got countless videos that walk you through how to do all of these different things. I'm saying it's pretty hard for me to explain on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But start, I, I would say, think of one specific goal that you have such as get more people to watch your videos or more people to sign up to your mailing list. That's your goal. And then think of account, how can we create one campaign that tries to drive more people like that? And your, your sole focus on that is get uh, an average cost. How much is it costing to get somebody on our mailing list? And then just practice trying to drive that cost down. So try new audiences, try new uh, ad copy, try new images to see what works. Um, and then from there, you can start to build that. But that one campaign will kind of be your training ground before you yeah. spend more and of money. Course, 
Yeah, and of course, you know, if, if you're already creating content, you're already generating leads organically, then you can get some indication of what kind of what content or what lead um, generators you you should maybe test out first. You know, if if particular articles are converting really well or are very popular or you get a lot of great feedback, then maybe that's the one you you try pushing on Facebook first yeah. rather than the one that, you know, never got any traction, no comments, no no feedback, no visits or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you are a website that has uh, an audience already, so you've, you've maybe, let's say you're creating content and you've been doing it for five, 10 years, but you've never run any Facebook ads and you, you've got oh, hundreds of thousands of people on your website. Mm. Maybe the first, the problem, well, in fact, the first thing to do would be to create a retargeting ad that retargets anyone that's been on your website and sends them to either uh, well, sends them to an offer, whether that's to download something for free, free trial for your membership, or maybe even want to try and just push them to your membership. Yeah. Uh, so kind of, uh, I was going to say the depends word. No. <laughs> <laughs> Based it on does. where you are. It's, it's, it's conditional. Yes, that's a better way. That's a better way to put that it. That sounds so, smarter, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're someone with an audience, I would say your first stage would be create retargeting ads. Uh, if you're someone without an audience, then I say your first step is to try and build an audience through ads. Yeah, and I think uh, an important thing to point out, certainly my perspective, and and I think we have this conversation when we work together as well, is any any money that you're investing at that early stage, even if you're not getting the kind of return that maybe you might have hoped for, that investment has paid for education. It's paid for the ability to eliminate some ideas or even just to eliminate Facebook ads as something you're going to pursue. And that that is worth paying for. The clarity of knowing, you know, maybe you spend a few hundred dollars testing it out and you just don't get any traction. But then just having the clarity to know this isn't something I'm going to to waste my my current bandwidth on it's not something i'm going to prioritize that's that's worth the investment as well yeah absolutely to get that clarity and say you know what facebook ads isn't a priority for us this year but we'll we'll continue to create the content that we've focused on and maybe next year we can come back to it absolutely great point yeah that's the thing you know people spend thousands on the guru's course teaching them facebook ads but won't spend a fraction (laughs) of that just trying it out to to get a little education hands-on themselves yeah that's crazy all right i I could i could keep picking your brains um for for hours on facebook ads but there'll be a point at which you realize i'm totally taking advantage of you so (laughs) um we're gonna leave things there thank you so much uh for for allowing uh me to to squeeze your insight on facebook ads i know our audience will have got a lot of great takeaways and uh will be in a much better place to get more out of facebook if they want a bit more from you and uh they want to dig a little bit deeper into the sort of things you talk about today where can they find you yeah well they can find me either hanging out in your community yeah uh, feel free to tag me inside there or head over to my website which is Mr. Gavinbell.com and you'll find links to my academy, you'll find links to all my social media accounts and videos and blogs, etc. There it's Mr. Gavinbell.com. Perfect. And we'll have all links through to Gav's stuff over uh, at the show notes for today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Once again, it's been very insightful for me. It's always great to chat uh, with you. And uh, yeah, I know our audience is going to love it. So thanks again.
Brilliant. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mike. All right. Thanks once again to Gavin for taking the time out to join me on the show and allowing me to pick his brains about how people can get the most out of Facebook advertising for their membership. Remember, if you are a member of membershipacademy.com, there is a workshop hosted by Gavin, in which he breaks down three Facebook ad funnels for promoting your membership site. And he actually digs in to what these funnels will look like, how the ads integrate with the funnel side of things. It's a fantastic, highly, highly practical workshop that will help people generate leads, sales, and new members regularly giving you a great return on investment on your Facebook ad spend as well. So this is a must watch if you're looking to really utilize Facebook ads for your membership. So head over to membershipacademy.com. If you're a member, log in and uh, check out this workshop. If you're not a member, then you know what to do. Membershipacademy.com, enroll and this workshop is one of many fantastic resources we have inside the academy. If you want to check out more from Gav, head over to mrgavinbell.com or you can check out his membership at myfunnelacademy.com. All of those links and the show notes can be found at themembershipguys.com slash 240. That is it from me for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks again to Gav for coming on the show. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.